Folks, we've got a lot to catch up on the past few days, so no point in wasting any time on the dog. It's, it's here. You see it. Paul Pelosi, the husband of Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, was attacked in the couple's San Francisco area home late last week. And it's kind of hard to actually properly contextualize the seriousness, the weight of what took place, because in any normal reality, uh, this is monumental. It's, it's huge. This is an assassination attempt. Yeah, someone literally tried to assassinate one of the highest level politicians in the country, a woman who is literally second in line to the presidency. Uh, but if you watched any coverage over the past few days from um, certain outlets, you might be confused as to why this isn't being handled by the media with the gravity that it should be. Uh, instead, we witnessed the creation and deployment of wild conspiracy theories on a massive scale amplified by some of the most influential and therefore smartest people on the planet. And richest. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And therefore smartest. It all ties together, of course. Uh, this also came at a time where the eyes of the world, governments, advertisers, regulators, and so on, are all hyper-focused on what will become of the digital town square known as Twitter after the Elon Musk takeover. And it would be putting it very lightly to say that uh, Elon Musk... Well, he did not handle things very well. He did not give people uh, the... They wanted a taste of things to come, and he shit in their mouths a little bit. Yeah, and uh, I mean, this is just one of the many things that has been posted by Musk. But uh, yeah, as it relates to a very serious potential assassination attempt, he failed his first test as leader of the digital town square. He's I just say. asking questions. Mm. What's wrong with asking questions? Yeah. Sounds like you hate free speech. But anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. But... Uh, first, let's bring you up to speed on this attack, the quick, effective, and salacious conspiracy theory about uh, a gay lover's quarrel, which mm. is total fucking bullshit. Mm -hmm. The ease at which that bullshit uh, theory spread, the pathetic digital footprint left by the attacker, and how electric car uh, salesman Elon Musk intentionally positioned himself right in the middle of all of it, unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. Just a... Uh, Everything he does is unnecessary. Yeah, yet another unforced error mm -hmm. from this man who is just full of unforced errors lately. Yeah. Now, obviously, there are countless updates as we go along because this entire ordeal was so chaotic, considering the level of government that we're dealing with here, not to mention the rate at which a wide net of potential conspiracy theories were cast. So we'll just start at the beginning and uh, try our best to weave it all back together. Yeah, we should obviously point out that Nancy Pelosi was not home. She was in Washington, D.C. at the time of the attack. Uh, now, on Friday of last week, a 42-year-old man named David DePape DePepe. broke into the Pelosi home through a set of glass doors at the back of the property while 82-year-old Paul Pelosi was asleep. Uh, so he entered Pelosi's bedroom. Woke up Paul, sir, <laughs> and the intruder then demanded to know where Nancy Pelosi was, reportedly exclaiming, where's Nancy, repeatedly. Uh, Paul told him that Nancy wasn't home, and Pape said that he would wait until she returned. You know, no problem, I'll just cool. wait right I'll here. I'll just chill until she gets back. Like, no, you don't understand, you fucking idiot. Yeah, uh, so Paul then told the intruder that he needed to use the restroom, where he called the police and left the, the phone on while speaking with the intruder so that the 911 operator could hear him questioning the abnormal situation in the middle of the night and send officers for a wellness check. Officers arrived a short time later and witnessed the two fighting in the entryway. Uh, the pair were fighting over a hammer at the time with DePape uh, eventually getting control of the weapon and using it to strike Paul in the head before being subdued by the responding officers. Yeah, he got him good. Uh, he uh, Skull fracture. He, he Not good when you're, the bone that holds your brain has some cracks in it. It's Especially bad. when you are 82 years old. So Paul Pelosi was rushed to, uh, we shit you not, the Zuckerberg General Hospital, uh -huh. where he underwent surgery to treat his 
fractured skull, as well as treatment for multiple injuries to his hands and arms. Uh, David DePepe was obviously arrested and then charged with attempted kidnapping of a federal official in the performance of official duties and assaulting an immediate member of a federal official's family and inflicting a serious injury with a dangerous weapon. Uh, he also... Uh, <laughs> Those were just the federal charges. Yeah. State charges were also filed against the pape, including six felonies for attempted murder, residential burglary, elder abuse, assault with a deadly weapon, false imprisonment of an elder, and threatening the family member of a public official. This was elder abuse. Mm -hmm. Usually when you think of elder abuse, you think of, uh, you know, nurses treating uh, old people poorly at hospitals and whatnot, but hitting an old man with a hammer in the skull, also elder abuse. Yeah. Textbook. Mm -hmm. So uh, who is this... Uh, De Pape, De Pepe, whatever, guy. Uh, and was this a targeted attack? Well, he's a Democrat. Because uh, yeah. he likes suntanning his butthole. Uh -huh. And only Democrats are into that. Don't look over there where... Don't look at anything else. Don't look over there where Tucker Carlson is uh, talking about how sunning your balls is the most masculine conservative thing you can do. This man was a nudist, and nudists can only be Democrats. Uh, update, Tucker Carlson has now changed his position on ball sunning because of this incident. Uh, he went on a, a minute-long tirade about how this dude was like totally Antifa and a leftist uh, on, on Tuesday night's cool, show. Cool, cool. But anyways, who's this guy? Was this a targeted attack? I mean, he said, where's Nancy? He could have been saying, uh, where's Nancy Sinatra? That could have uh, been one of those like gay lingo things. True, like, yeah. Are you a friend of Dorothy? And they're like, yeah, I'm a friend of Dorothy. Yeah. Where's like, Nancy? Is like, where's the, where's, the, where's the bathhouse? That's yes, exactly. That could mean that. Where's the poppers? You know, yeah. anything. But uh, yes, this was a targeted attack, obviously. The attacker asked for Nancy Pelosi specifically, but this also came to light once investigators started questioning DePape and also found his lengthy digital footprint, which <laughs> consisted of just a laundry list of your standard right-wing posts. Every single right-wing outrage cycle of the last like two to three years, he was he was keyed into every single one of them. Yeah. Mainlining. A, a constant stream of right-wing posts, regurgitations, pop culture conspiracies, and other nonsensical culture war battles. Uh, I bet this, I don't know for a fact, but I bet this guy was really into the Snyder Cut. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He had a blog where he promoted things like QAnon, Pizzagate, Gamergate, Jordan Peterson, anti-Semitism, and pretty much any and every other uh, right-wing hot-button issue that you could think of. This dude was a living, breathing example of someone being radicalized by the alt-right propagandists. It, it, he was someone who, like, yes, if you go further back in, in his history, like 10 years or something like that, it's like, oh, yeah, he was uh, registered to the Green Party. Well, I guess nothing has changed at all uh, yeah. in any way, and people obviously cannot change either. Uh, yeah, no, I, I love the, it's like, well, if you were, like, a San Francisco hippie at any point in your life, there's no way you could uh, get poisoned. It's like fucking, like all these fucking boomers who are at like Woodstock and shit. Oh are yeah. Just like libertarians. Also, now. come on. How much proof do you need? Uh, literally multiple episodes over the past two years of uh, ex literal examples of people's like Facebook and Twitter timelines where they have gone from being somewhat normal, well-adjusted yeah. people to complete lunatic QAnon followers killing their families within months, yeah. not to mention years. So yes, okay. However, have you considered, have you considered, though, even for just a second, that this man made hemp jewelry? Oh, she's a lib. Because, I mean, that was just one of the many weird sticking points that the uh, right-wing media decided to latch onto when talking about this attacker. No conservative has ever worn hemp. Mm -mm. Clearly, this guy was Antifa. He made 
hemp jewelry. He also enjoyed being a nudist from time to Nothing time. Nothing that any conservative would ever do unless you were tanning your balls, in which case, cool. Yeah, definitely a manly yeah. thing. Yeah. But yeah, the guy's digital footprint, which has been confirmed by DePape himself and his immediate family members as legit, provides all the evidence that you could possibly ask for regarding this guy's thoughts on politics or pretty much anything else. But what if? Instead of all this evidence leading to a brain-broken individual attacking a politician's husband, it was just a misunderstanding between two secret gay lovers. Well, that's the conspiracy theory that stuck to these right-wing readers and listeners, because right-wing conspiracy theorists are also uh, typically fucking bigots who hate gay people. So this was a win on both fronts for them. Like, yeah. oh, it's excusable. And it was just two gay guys getting into some weird gay yeah. shit and beating each other some up. Some of them were cool with gay people up until about two weeks ago when Herschel Walker's extremely gay son uh, turned on his father. And now, 100% homophobic. Uh, this He was one of the good ones. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, I don't know how different on an extreme level it is, but this is literally like uh, the cops handing a victim back to Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, just a couple of gay guys. Well, nothing to see here. Yep. Like, just it, getting up to some weird gay shit. Yeah, that... That's why it worked really well in right-wing corners. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, this was also uh, immediately refuted from every angle, considering the mountains of evidence available from the blogs of the attacker and the literal questioning of the suspect afterwards by police. Mm -hmm. Recorded. No, Audio recording. No, I was not there for gay sex. I was there to uh, kidnap... The House Speaker. The, the Speaker of the House of the United States. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, once the seeds are planted, the truth doesn't matter, and every fact that refutes the conspiracy only strengthens the resolve of those who believe it. Uh, there was a picture going around. It was like, uh, conservative? Well, here's a picture of David DePape's house. It was just some random fucking house with like a Black Lives Matter sticker on the window. It's like, well, what's your source? Okay. Uh, I don't need a source. It's yeah, just, there was, that's I think his house. The one that Tucker brought up was like, uh, he at one point was, you know, living on a communal school bus that had a Black Lives Matter flag in one of the windows. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, the conspiracy basically claimed that Paul Pelosi was drunk, uh, believable, with a yeah. male prostitute that he picked up at a gay bar, which, hey, if nothing else, do whatever you want. I mean, who cares? He yeah. has to live with Nancy Pelosi, mm -hmm. who, while I don't think she should be murdered in her home, yes, I, I don't, don't like particularly very much. like either. Mm -hmm. uh, so the theory claims, uh, the theory's claims, uh, are reportedly backed up by two things. That one, uh, Paul had a seemingly friendly conversation with the intruder, intruder while on the phone with emergency services. Oh. Uh, and that when police arrived, they found the intruder essentially naked aside from some tidy whities um, so, Didn't you just say he was a nudist? First off, the underwear thing isn't true. Oh. No, they, they was, that was literal fake news. Second, Paul Pelosi just called 911 and conversed with the intruder to send alarm bells to the operator that something wasn't right and that a wellness check should be initiated. It's called de-escalation. If someone, <laughs> picture right now, if someone was in your home where you live, holding you hostage, and you had your cell phone on you, what would you do? Well, obviously I'd shoot him. Okay, but imagine if you didn't have a gun on you. Or, well, I'd, I'd or they surprised you in the middle yeah. of the night and yeah. you didn't have your gun on you. You would uh, you take a, a slightly different tactic. Yeah. Uh, you would, yeah. It's 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 a completely natural human reaction and something that in a lot of cases people are trained this to do. This guy seems dangerous. He already broke into my home in the middle of the night. Maybe I shouldn't do anything to make him even more angry. Uh, yeah. So 
as for where the conspiracy originated and spread from, uh, it came from a local news site called the... <laughs> local here. <laughs> yeah, Santa Monica Observer. But that's known for spreading right-wing conspiracies over the years and has garnered a very low credibility score from various fact-checking websites, with one major fact-checking website putting it lightly by saying... Overall, we rate the Santa Monica Observer questionable based on the routine publication of false and misleading information and the use of poor sources. Yeah, some of the examples they listed, too, are just like shit they pulled straight out of their ass. Like, oh, just and literal fake news. Also pulled straight out of QAnon conspiracy 8chan yeah. posts. Like, yeah. uh, a, a long list of every fucking Hillary conspiracy. Uh, again, don't like Hillary, but there's some things that just aren't true. And this was a site that continuously uh, I haven't looked into it too much but like it is pretty wild because like I think this has just been like a local newsletter that's been going on for like decades maybe. it's like a former city council guy or something yeah it's just like some dude's little fucking side project and like even reporting on like where the local farmers market hours are gonna be people are like, like also five Pinocchios <laughs> <laughs> It just goes from reporting the most mundane uh, Kogi to... truck's gonna be at the MTV building yeah. at 4 a.m. on Thursday yeah I don't know <laughs> So yeah, yeah, so it's not even as though they got some information correct and, you know, hit it with a little conservative bias or attempted to explain things away. They were literally just spreading actual fake news and completely fabricated stories about what took place. But that didn't matter because for whatever reason, there always has to be two sides to the story, no matter how one side of the story is, you know, fair and balanced. Yeah, exactly. D uh, facts on one side and, well, I guess there's nothing over here. We've got to yeah. create something in order to make it balanced. That seems to be the thinking. Uh, Yeah. Luckily, these types of theories are quickly refuted and rarely make their way to mainstream news outlets. Even Fox News has limits on the levels of garbage that they'll regurgitate. They like to keep it subtle. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately for everyone else on Earth, Elon Musk not only owns the world's digital town square, he also saw this moment as an opportunity to show how fair and balanced his platform can be by literally amplifying the baseless conspiracy theory to tens of millions of people by tweeting a link to that fake news site, Santa Monica Observer, and essentially confirming that there was more to the story. So, in um, typical recent Elon fashion, he deleted the tweet. He canceled himself. Yeah, he deleted the tweet on Sunday, well after the damage had already been done and the theory was spread to as many people as possible. People who will neither accept the truth once it's presented to them, or seek out further confirmation of what they've been told. Nope. To a significant portion of the population, the story here begins and ends at a gay lover's quarrel. And they actually love that because uh, not only does that mean that only gay people were hurt, but also it was the husband of someone they don't like politically. And look, we'll return to Elon Musk and Twitter because holy shit, it's been a weekend. But let's get back to rounding out the Pelosi story. No, there was no weird conspiracy here. It was a dude who had had his brain broken by the alt-right who had delusions about attacking Nancy Pelosi and sending a message to other government officials. How do we know this? He admitted it! Yeah, he spelled it all out. Typically, we wouldn't know so much about the investigation so quickly, but because of the massive spread of conspiracy theories, officials had to confirm what actually took place, and they released an affidavit which details the evidence that was found and gathered from conversations with DePape and his social media accounts. Mm -hmm. Here's CBS News. DePape intended to kidnap Nancy and possibly break her kneecaps, he said, according to court documents. He told San Francisco police after his arrest that if Nancy Pelosi were to tell DePape the truth, he would let her go. And if she lied, he was going to break her kneecaps so that she would have to be wheeled into Congress. 
The FBI affidavit filed in the federal case against DePape also said that the San Francisco police recovered zip ties in Pelosi's bedroom and in the hallway near the front door of the Pelosi residence. Law enforcement officers also searched DePape's backpack at the Pelosi residence and found, among other things, a roll of tape, white rope, one hammer, one pair of rubber and cloth gloves, and a journal, the affidavit said. In addition to So that, wait, he wasn't even trying to assassinate her. What's the big deal? He just wanted Just a to, little kidnapping, just potentially. Just wanted to break her kneecaps. Yeah. Come some, on. Some light... Uh, well, Your not limbs light. are too soft. Some assaults, some kidnapping, some intimidation, and terrorism. He wasn't going to kill anyone! I mean, legitimately, because of a political motive, this is actually, by definition, terrorism, if it were to have happened. Uh, but, you know, that didn't, he didn't get charged for that, so it's okay. But in addition to all of the <laughs> physical evidence... The clear physical evidence. Uh, in addition to that, interviews with DePape's family and even his most recent boss paint a pretty clear picture of who we're dealing with here. DePape was working uh, as a carpenter for a guy named Frank Cicerelli, who picked him up outside of a lumber store, employed him for the past six years, and spent hours a day alongside DePape. Here's more information regarding Mr. Cicerelli from the New York Times. He described Mr. DePape as a quiet person and a diligent worker, an easygoing guy, at least until the topic of politics came up. We were together four or five days a week, four or five hours a day, a lot of times an hour in the car going back and forth from jobs, Mr. Cicerelli said. I think I know him better than anyone does. Over the six years he has known Mr. DePape, Mr. Cicerelli said he witnessed a transformation from a shy and hardworking but troubled man into someone who was increasingly isolated and captive to his darkest thoughts. If you got him talking about politics, it was all over, <laughs> Mr. Cicerelli recalled in an interview this week, because he really believed in the whole MAGA, Pizzagate, stolen election, you know, all of it, all the way down the line. If you go to Fox News, if you go on the internet and you look at QAnon, you know, he had all these theories. All of them. So yeah, this is obviously all in addition to the statements that the suspect himself made to investigators, which were recorded, by the way, mm -hmm. where he talked about sending a message to the rest of the Democrats in Congress and his little excerpt where he explained that he did not leave after Pelosi's call to 911 because much like the American founding fathers with the British, he was fighting against tyranny without the option of surrender. So yes, this literally is as simple as it seems. And in a majority of the press coverage since the charges were filed, officials have gone out of their way to reiterate that the conspiracy theories surrounding the case are completely fabricated and have no basis in reality. But like we said, the damage has already been done to people who legitimately prefer the conspiracy because it aligns with their beliefs. And as a bonus, it makes them feel pretty good about the attack, actually. Mm -hmm. Not only am I not guilty at all. <laughs> Someone my conscience I don't like is clear. Yeah. I, fact, I fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in fact, some politicians and others who are currently running for office in the midterms made light of this situation to varying degrees in statements and on campaign stops, which is insane. Because again, to reiterate how substantial this was, someone tried to kill one of the leaders of a political party, a person who is second in line to the presidency at any moment, and half the country is like, huh, yeah, cool, that works. We're, we are absolutely functioning properly here. Yep. Uh, it's not a big deal. I'm gonna, it, it's actually pretty funny. We're a serious country. <laughs> Whew. But back to Elon. Sorry. Back to Elon. We're sorry. A lot, of, lot going on with these couple of guys. I'm... This is the part of the Elon saga that I am starting to really enjoy. Yes, the finding out part is coming. It's it's been yeah. very satisfying. This man, what like social scientists, they can never get enough funding for their research. So a, an experiment as as vast and uh, ambitious as what if you ran a multi billion dollar company through like just crowdsourcing uh, random strangers on the internet? They could never conduct that because that would that would cost billions of dollars. But uh -huh. now we get to see that research play out. Uh, 
For free. Yes. A wonderful experiment. But yeah, Elon, despite what anyone may think of him, is arguably one of, if not the most influential people on the planet, uh, especially after last week when he became the owner of social media, website, twitter.com. So the Paul Pelosi conspiracy regurgitation was just one of many intentional blunders that Elon has engaged in since finally deciding to finalize the deal to purchase Twitter. But it ranks right up there with welcoming Kanye West back to the platform immediately before Kanye West posts hate speech and also trying to, uh, I don't know, live tweet some solutions to the war in Ukraine. Just spitballing here. Yes. So you have a man who has forced his way into becoming one of the most famous people on earth, who then publicly promotes literal fake news conspiracy garbage on a website that he owns in a conversation with another one of the most famous people on the planet and leaves it up well after he's known that it's all bullshit. Things are going great. But look, aside from the numerous potential national security issues that Elon has caused in his short tenure as Twitter CEO, he does have a lot of work cut out for him when it comes to operating such a terrible platform. Yeah, so he's already off to a rocky start when it comes to the financial outlook of his new company, which has historically not been profitable. I think it was two quarters in the last like 12 years. Yeah, very recently they uh, finally like figured it out, a, a path to profitability. And, uh, yeah. and he's, he's starting off billions in debt. Mm -hmm. Like he's in a worse off position financially than Twitter was before he bought it. Yes. Yeah. So a major driver of cash into the business of Twitter comes directly from advertisers. And those advertisers are justifiably a bit nervous about Elon Musk running the show now. Those fears were quickly confirmed when Elon decided to post his own controversial content numerous times without even waiting for users to do it for him. Mm -hmm. uh, there was, of course, you know, the huge uptake in utterances of the N-word, but that was expected as users and bots tested the limits <laughs> of this new free speech platform. Yeah. Not that it isn't horrific, but that was always going to happen. It is. If you've spent any time on the internet, you knew this was an inevitability. Uh, yeah. But still, between that and the vast amount of other questionable content and Elon himself shitposting stuff that he has to delete hours later, the advertising revenue stream, it might not be, uh, it might not end up as being as substantial as they might have hoped or that they need it to be. Or as substantial survive. as it's been. They can't even count on consistency because of this drastic change. Yeah. So, case in point. One of the biggest advertising agencies in the world, IPG, released a statement on Monday of this week that advised clients to pause their spending on Twitter due to concerns regarding moderation. The New York Times adds that IPG's recommendation on pausing spending on Twitter followed an announcement from General Motors, which said last week that it was temporarily suspending its advertising on Twitter. GM is a competitor of Mr. Musk's electric vehicle company, Tesla. IPG, a holding company with several agencies handling advertising spending, has clients such as American Express, Coca-Cola, Johnson & Johnson, Mattel, and Spotify. Its media brands division manages roughly $40 billion in marketing investment globally. Yeah, so it seems like Mr. Musk is aware of the fact that advertisers are nervous because he's meeting with top ad execs in New York to try and personally ease their fears. And it's also led to him just freely spitballing ideas with the general public. Crowdsourcing. Mm -hmm. How how can I make money? How you can guys I got make, any ideas? How, um... I, you know, I probably should have figured this out before I bought the company, but... No government subsidies here. I'm pretty deep in the hole with this one, so anybody got any ideas? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, how can I make Twitter profitable as quickly as possible because it needs to happen now. Also, yeah. a bunch of Saudis. I owe money to them. 
they, they don't look so kindly on the people. Yeah, the they're, money. they're making very stern faces yeah. at me. And this was only after it became public that he had demanded that staff completely redesign and relaunch a premium subscription model within seven days or be fired. Definitely a very cool work environment. Uh, he also told all of his coders to print out a page of code and personally deliver them to Elon so he could review them, uh, which he backtracked on after a couple hours when everyone made fun of him, yeah. including his own employees. There They're you like, go. You know, we can email you the code, Elon. No need to get printers involved. Lola. I should just uh, not talk. That's what, uh, that's what Elon Musk should take from all this. Anyway, all this leads us to Twitter blue and Twitter verification and how much people are willing to pay for what some consider status symbols and what others consider vital yet simple safety measures. The plan is uh, both hilarious in its simplicity and also potentially dangerous in how it tackles monetization of the platform because it takes something that was created for a very specific purpose. It was yeah. created in order to stop bots from scamming people. And impersonating people and yeah. Yeah, um, and it charges people for it, thus negating the original purpose and, and also, also negating negating the like side effect uh, purpose, which is a, as a status symbol. It's no longer a status symbol if anyone can pay some money to have it themselves. Yes, people they'll just continue to put those globe emojis. Next it to also them. undermines Elon's supposedly biggest reason for buying Twitter, which was getting rid of spam and bots, because now anyone can do anything as long as they pay for it. Yeah, like. If this scam is going to net me more than $5 or $20 or whatever it, or end $8, up being, yeah, yeah. whatever it ends up being, Just then, then that's fine Yeah, because it's still a profit. Anyways, in one view, yeah, it is kind of funny to see a bunch of people who desperately care about having a blue check mark next to their name simply having to pay money for that privilege. But at the same time, you're also watching as people are forced to pay a fee in order to maintain a confirmed online identity, specifically if they are someone of note or a, a politician, or a journalist, etc. Basically, anyone whose name could be used to exploit other people would have to pay to make sure someone else isn't claiming to be them and spreading hate speech or anything else. Yeah. It's literally why the verification badge was invented in the first place. Because people were creating accounts that claimed to be celebrities and promoting or endorsing things. Uh, I think it was, it was a baseball coach or something like that. It was the first one to like sue and be like, they're making, they're, they're saying things. I'm not saying this. Yeah, this was a, the verification bad was always a band-aid over the just inherent uh, impossibility of perfect moderation. Yes. So the ways that even this plan could be exploited are limitless. And it would take a Herculean effort to police all of it, which would instantly consume any profit that could have been made by the actual deployment of this. Yeah. Also... As for how much could be made, people have done the math, and it's really not a lot. If the pay model were implemented with a decent level of adoption from users, it would produce an amount of money that is so comically small in the scope of Twitter's operational costs that it really brings the scale of Elon's gamble into perspective. Uh, one tweet explains the vast disparity between Twitter's current advertising revenue and Musk's big plan to charge for verification. Uh, if one in five current blue ticks pay paid $20 a month, that would raise just under $15 million a year for Twitter. Twitter's current revenues, mostly from ads, are $5 billion a year. Jesus Christ. So Musk's apparent plan would generate about 30 hours worth of annual revenue. Even if you were generous and said that half paid the monthly fee, it's still not enough for Elon to make his money back or turn a profit. So they actually have to count on everyone who frequents the platform being a paid 
verified member. It's the only way this actually works. Um, this also has the added bonus of somehow fixing the bot problem as if there aren't an infinite amount of ways around that. Yeah, he's just claiming that uh, it solves the bot problem, but it seems like it would cause more bot problems. Yeah. At least it would do, it would make the bot problem better in the sense that it would technically reduce the amount, I feel, of bots that people interact with on a day-to-day -day basis. However, I feel like the scams would be far more effective coming from accounts that paid to be verified. Yeah, it's just a new vector of uh, getting scammed. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, there's just, there's just one problem. No chance. No chance <laughs> in hell that millions <laughs> upon millions of people fork over $20 a month for a checkmark and an edit button. That's more than almost every streaming service. The cost, I mean, is more than almost yeah. every streaming service. Just to tweet as yourself. Yeah. You are creating content for someone else and paying for it. So this is where Elon uses his platform for its intended purpose, the digital town square, where he can barter with the commoners and see what they think. Pick the brain of the common man. Just like when I go down to the real town square, if I slip the mayor $20, he gives me a megaphone. Yes, exactly. And everyone is forced to listen. Yes. Uh, turns out, <laughs> People don't want to pay for Twitter. Even celebrities are generally opposed to the idea unless it is absolutely vital for their business. I did not see a single example of an actual yes, bona fide like, celebrity being like this. Uh, they were all just like, all right, well, I guess I'm not verified anymore. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Stephen King posted something spooky on Halloween when he tweeted, $20 a month to keep my blue check? Fuck that. They <laughs> should pay me. If that gets instituted, I'm gone like Enron. To which Musk replied, we need to pay the bill somehow. Twitter cannot rely entirely on advertisers. How about $8? Damn. Can someone please give this man some money so he'll leave us alone? Yeah, now we've moved on to the next stage of, you know, usually, again, ideas are usually uh, handled in private, in yes. boardrooms, in mm -hmm. Slack groups. You wouldn't want to chain. embarrass yourself with a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, you wouldn't want the public to see how sloppy and dumb a lot of your initial ideas are when making any business decision. But we've already now, in the course of just a couple days, moved from $20, okay, you're right, that is too high. How about $8? And I'm literally just tossing it out there to see what you think. Yeah. $8. Just spitballing, what do you think of that? <sighs> so yeah, he followed up later by explaining once again, falsely until proven otherwise, that this is the only way to defeat the bots and trolls. The only way, by the way. Specifically, this is the only way. Yeah. There weird. are no other ways. It's weird that nobody uh, whose job actually is dealing with bots and trolls has proposed this before, but. He's obviously the world's smartest man. So. Yes. But yeah, it instantly budging on the price point opened Musk up to an onslaught of advice from his <laughs> most fervent supporters who sent tweet after tweet of never-ending advice on how to potentially ruin a platform that was barely functioning as it is. Yeah, I loved it. Like, it was like almost like a, cr uh, like a, a crack in the armor. Like, oh God. Elon's kind of having a tough time with this with this he business. He needs our help. Maybe Finally, he's me money. All the years that I've spent begging this man for attention. Simp. Finally, he will listen to me. If I give him a good enough idea, maybe he'll give me a trip to Mars. Exactly. There you go. But yeah, still, he took his time and even responded to a few tweets uh, like this one, which ran a poll. The poll asked users directly how much they would pay, with 13% saying they'd pay $5 a month, barely anyone saying they'd pay 10 or 15 and the majority of users indicating that they simply would not pay, with Elon responding, interesting. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, Musk elaborated further on his plans to revamp the verification process through monetization on Tuesday of this week. And here's what the planet's most prolific poster publicly posted. This planet and the other planets yeah. in the solar system. Twitter's current lords and peasants system for who has or doesn't have a blue check mark is bullshit. 
power to the people. Blue for $8 a month. You will also get priority in replies, mentions, and search, which is essential to defeat spam slash scam. Ability to post long video and audio. Half as many ads. <laughs> <laughs> Not even ad free. <laughs> oh, boy. They, they, they literally can't say no ads. Yeah. Because at its core level, Twitter is a place where people can market things. There's no path to profitability without ads on Twitter. Well, just if there was no profitability available, people would still promote things. Wendy's yeah. would still be in there being like, we got square hamburgers. Somebody eat them. Half as many ads. Yeah. Uh, it's just... Which is arbitrary because it's like they could just as easily double the amount of ads for everyone else and keep the number of ads for the uh, Twitter blue people exactly the same as before. Also, power to the people. Buy your voice from me. Mm -hmm. pa power to the people. You, you, And it literally says right after power to the people that your replies and everything else will be elevated yeah. by how much you pay. It's time to give the peasants a voice by making the peasants pay. Peasant, yeah. give me your money. Yes. Peasant. Uh, th th he also adds this will give Twitter a revenue stream to reward content creators. Wait, okay. so... Thanks for thinking of us, okay, Elon. Yeah. But you know, this plan, even as Elon has laid it out, elevates people and posts depending on how much they pay to use a service. It's pay to win. A service that has been free for its entire existence. Do you have any idea how hard it is to get someone to pay for something they've been getting for free for years? Click the join button below or the thanks button to support this show financially. No sponsor today, you're the sponsor. Anyway, all this is to say that yes, we know Twitter profitability is an enigma when you factor in user experience and their willingness to pay for something they've been getting for free this whole time. The other features that Elon mentions are already available for Twitter Blue users. Yeah, that's the thing. He's, he's adding the $3 for just verification because every big feature... I mean, that, when you put it like that, it's a great deal. Yeah. <laughs> every other feature already exists. Yeah. So, yeah, basically the price is just going up for verification and anyone who pays can be verified, which will have... Absolutely no adverse or unforeseen consequences whatsoever. Certainly no one will find ways to either just exploit the system or just become verified with a name resembling a celebrity or politician so they can scam the hell out of politicians. I mean, of all people, Elon has thought of this. Yeah, he has the most... The man like, with the most impersonators and scammers. There was, Surely he has considered this. There was a good year and a half where every Elon post, every reply was Multiple just, scammers competing with each other. Yep. Um, and yeah. He's, he's thought of all this, of course. Don't worry, don't worry. That's why he followed up those posts with, there will be a secondary tag below the name for someone who is a public figure, which is already the case for politicians. Okay, so yeah, the people who fall for online scams, they're definitely the kind of people who are extremely proactive about triple checking everything before blindly clicking, you know, on the... The blue check mark the, person. The link that the blue check... Wait, let me open this up and verify uh, the... I love that, like... It, He's just reinventing verification because he's like, you get the verification badge, which at this point I'm admitting is nothing more than a cosmetic yeah. feature. Then the real verification, we're adding that below it. You know, we do that for politicians already. Below that's going to be the real verification that shows that you're actually better than everyone else because of the field that you're in. But don't worry. Uh, we don't know if you're going to have that. If you aren't, if you don't pay for it, will you have that? We don't know. Anyways, the new blue check mark, it's actually a green emerald. Yeah, the emeralds, yes. Yeah, the someone art. posted that. They posted like a Dr. image, and it's like, weird, he's changing it to green emeralds. Someone should Google Elon Musk emeralds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's even lost Marcus Brownlee. I know. And his it, biggest, it was a subtle, his it was most, a subtle jab. His, his most dignified simp 
Yeah. His most influential simp, Marcus Brownlee, who has been, you know, pro Elon this whole time. Amidst it uh, all. Amidst it all. Even Marcus Brownlee's just like, yeah, you can always tell a business is doing great when they ask you to start paying for something that was always free. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you're Elon Musk specifically and you've specifically lost Marcus Brownlee, that is not a, a sign. good sign. Look, what, are you, what are you angry about? Mark Zuckerberg? Well, because he opened a hospital and that makes him look somewhat nice. Oh, Mark Zuckerberg donated to a hospital. Now we have to start being nice to him. No, fuck that guy. It is weird that the hospital is called Zuckerberg General Hospital. But he speaking of the Jews, oh, I guess we should now check in with Kanye West. Yeah. Even if it's just to point out that, yes, we've seen the video <laughs> that was posted over the weekend where Kanye talks about his doctor and, you know, I can't, you know, I can't say, but uh, I'm not. I, I literally can't show the clip because there is zero context on YouTube, yeah, no, and it would be as if we were like regurgitating the the things that he said. It's a kind of joke. I did like see, Larry David or like just I any, saw a post that was like, "It's unfortunate that this is hate speech because this is like a perfect example yeah. of wonderful Jewish comedic." Yeah, writing. It's, it's it's directly from the long uh, Jewish American comedy traditions going back to the days of vaudeville and <laughs> in, in, in the Catskills. Yeah, you know that beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, the timing is incredible. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's a funny video. We'll put a link down below. Probably. You've probably already seen it. But, but yeah. Uh, yeah, in addition to that, it's looking like Parlor might end up being the only place that Kanye can actually post in the future because he's been suspended from Instagram again for posts that specifically targeted. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah, that's right. Jewish people. Again. Again. All right, enough about Elon, Kanye... And the Pelosi's. <sighs> Let's end this Nightmare thing. Nightmare blunt rotation. I know. On, on a, did you see the virtual blunt rotation someone did for us on Twitter? No. <laughs> they just passed the uh, blunt. We're on screen on their on their monitor, yeah. and they're, oh, they're yeah, passing yeah, yeah, the blunt yeah. to us. Saw that. Funny. That nice. You have to blow it into the computer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, positive note. We're gonna end it on sort of. Although the, the the one thing I will say, I will point it out before someone in the comments does. Yes, Elon Musk was at this Halloween party, so you can't I, even have fun. What is this costume? Is it some fucking anime bullshit? I don't care. Yeah. Look, the best Halloween costume of the year obviously um, goes to Heidi Klum. Yeah, this was... She, I mean, she always goes hard. Yeah. She was dressed up as a nightmarishly realistic worm. Like, creepy B-movie 70s, but really good prosthetics and makeup. Like, so good that there's no way she was comfortable for even a moment at this party. This party would have been no, a fucking a waking nightmare. Literally a, a, an image of her having to lay and slink across the ground. Yeah, she's got no arms. No. So this worm costume, it goes well above and beyond what was necessary to sell the idea. And it looks like it came straight from a horror film, but it's good. Also, uh, not to bring it back to Kanye, but his ex-wife, Kim, uh, dressed up as Mystique from the X-Men mm. in a really, like, a really good costume of course it is she can afford the best of the best but uh, i guess she went to some celebrity halloween party that was actually a birthday party and so she was like the only person in costume it's like that meme of like the one person dressed the, the babadook the babadook <laughs> yeah. just like it's like it turns out it was more of a like uh, drink beer and watch movies halloween party yeah but yeah so it's just a, a party of people not in costumes and then there was just kim kardashian in a full-on like blue mystique costume and then um Puff Daddy as Puff Daddy uh, as uh, his impersonation was incredible. Yeah, uh, uh, the Joker. Yeah, yeah, incredible. The Heath incredible Ledger stuff. Joker. I, I I will not believe that the Kim Kardashian thing wasn't staged because I never believe that. But it is funny. Uh, also, uh, there was a God. There was another one that was like actually pretty good. But uh, the Kim Kardashian thing. We've already seen the pinnacle 
of both Kanye West and Kim Kardashian on Halloween. Oh, yeah. And it's the one where they're dressed up as the family from the Flintstones. Yeah. And Kanye is the fucking dinosaur, dinosaur dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. Dino. <laughs> you, you can't even see that it's him. He's yeah. literally hidden in the costume. Yeah, I miss the old Kanye. I He used to be fun. Yeah. That's Anyways, why he wants his family back. Uh, there, there is a reason why the uh, Pelosi coverage and Elon coverage is a little bit delayed. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think the video was worth it overall, but we were a little busy on Monday. Elliot, tell the folks where we were and how much fun we had. Um, yeah, so we've interviewed Nick Lutzko before. We've shared his video. Webby Award, Award Webby winner. Award winner Nick yeah. Lutzko, president of Halloween. He played uh, his first ever show in Los Angeles on Halloween night at the Roxy. It was incredible he played the whole halloween trilogy he threw in a a, a cover a danny elfman cover from nightmare before he did Christmas. stuff off of his uh, uh, actual ernest album like yeah. not not ernest the character but yeah. like <laughs> he did ernest but then he, he, also, he also played did a very earnestly. serious uh, he did song a, a 10 11 minute extended version of i want to be at the rnc where the whole crowd was chanting i want to be like Dan Dan Bongino. Bongino. Yeah, it was incredible Yeah, it was it was such a great show. If you ever have the chance to see an eclectic Nick performer, Lutz, yeah. talented musician, extremely like I, I, I knew, couldn't believe how much he was shredding on the I guitar. I knew he was like musically talented, but like it, it, I was kind of blown away. And it was so. also it was honestly incredible. Uh, of course, always being able to meet a bunch of you in person. Thank you for everyone that came up and uh, uh, shared a handshake, some kind words, gave us a hug. Always love that. It's always nice putting faces to the viewers. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was a great night overall. We had a good Halloween, all things considered, going on in the world. But in addition to that, we do want to let you know that we are going to have a shorter schedule this week. There's fewer uploads. I'm going to see my family this weekend. So of course, from Florida, it's a very long trip. Uh, but we will still definitely have at least one more episode. We'll probably have two, but we're just giving you a heads up because uh, the, the second the schedule changes, people start freaking out. People get a little weird. Uh, all right, no sponsor today, so we're sponsoring ourselves. We're telling you that we are worth more than Twitter.com. Yeah. Give us your $5 instead. Click the Join button to support the show, or if you're more of a hit-and-run type viewer, there's always the Thanks button. Pay and leave. Yeah. You also don't have to do anything. As always, just watching the show is all we really care about. So thanks for watching. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, there's always plenty to watch right over there. we got a recent episode of Weekly Weird News and News Dump. And if you're new, well, Lula's been on the show before. Yeah. But if you're new... Hit the subscribe button, and if you're one of the 5,000, you already know Lola, so hit that like button. That's right. What the dog doing? Bye. Bye.